0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about why you're not seeing weight loss results and what you can do about it. Welcome back to the show. This is the Daily Dollar Podcast. And on this episode, we are chatting more about the reasons why you're not losing weight. This is part two, and I'm going to go over the final three reasons in this episode. So let's get stuck into them. We chatted about in the first episode about how frequently you should weigh yourself. Um, We also talked about eating too little. So the third reason why you're potentially not seeing results is your weekends are getting in the way. In the same way that eating too little can drive you to overeat at the end of the day, the change to our routine on the weekend can drive us to overconsume on Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, which of course reduces our average overall energy deficit across the week. Now it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, well, I was really good Monday to Thursday, right? And most of Friday. Surely two and a half days is not going to tip me over the edge. Well, you need to see your calorie intake and your calorie output. So your overall energy balance as money in the bank. So let's just say, you were in a 500 calorie deficit Monday to Thursday, which is the average deficit required to achieve half a kilo of weight loss a week. And it's generally speaking as strict as a deficit as, as myself and my team would recommend. Now, so over those four days, Monday to Thursday, you've put 2000 calories in the bank of deficit. Now, then Friday night, Saturday, Sunday comes along I'll tell you what; it is super easy to just spend all that money. I remember one particular evening I was at my mum's house for dinner. Now, it was during a phase where I was wanting to lose some weight, and so I was tracking food in a calorie tracker app. And when I went out to dinner, I I moderated everything that I had. I plate modeled my meal, so I was, you know, really diligent was doing big half a plate of vegetables, quarter plate of protein, quarter plate of carbs. This is what we teach in both my online program and with my dietitians. We go into this in heaps more detail with people. But that meal, because of just the way the food was cooked, you know, just higher in fat and oil and different things, it was easy at 700 calories, that that plate when normally a meal I'd recommend for weight loss be closer to 400, 500 calories. Then I had Two really small chocolate eggs. It was Easter time, so that added another sort of two hundred calories on. I then had um, an alcoholic beverage, but just one small one instead of you know the two I would usually have. That added another one hundred and fifty calories, and then um, I think there might have been a couple of snacks. And I think I might have had maybe four crackers with brie on them. Right again, it was another two hundred odd calories. So I just banked in one night an additional six, 700 calories into the 2000 that I'd banked over the deficit. Now, if I continue to do that over the weekend, even moderating, like I was being diligent. I wasn't just eating all the crackers and cheese and drinking all of the alcohol that I would have normally at mum's. I was making conscious choices, two small chocolate eggs, said no to dessert, right? And I still put an extra handful of calories in the bank that Friday night. Now, if over the weekend you go out to brunch and friend's house and right now, none of these things are inherently bad, nor should you feel guilty for doing any of them, right? You live your life, you make your choices. Part of what makes eating so amazing is the social connection that happens around food. So this is not to guilt you in any shape or form. It's just to bring awareness to the fact that it is incredibly easy that once the routine goes out the window on the weekend, it's highly likely that if you are not making conscious food choices to ensure that the deficit is still maintained over the weekend, that you are going to just eat away at the deficit created Monday to Thursday, and you're just not going to lose weight overall. And even though it's only two days and five days you do well, or four days you do great, right? Whatever. If the energy balance doesn't add up and there isn't an overall average deficit, then you are not going to lose weight. So it's super, super important that you aim for consistency over the weekends as well as during the week. And this might take, you know, quite a bit of mental energy for you. And so maybe it's worth just focusing on establishing the routine during the week, right? Giving yourself the weekends off and just acknowledging the fact that weight loss will Either be really slow or non existent, but you're still making healthy food choices and nourishing your body. So that's a great thing. And you're most likely, highly likely maintaining your weight, which is in itself, in my opinion, a really great skill to have. And then once you feel like the week during the week is going well, is to then focus your effort on how do I ensure that my weekend. Can stay consistently good so then I can start to get the weight loss results that I'm after. Now, working with a professional is good for this um, because it's just chatting through what some potential changes you might do to ensure that you get that deficit. But highly likely, you're going to just have to moderate your food choices around social events. You're going to have to be more organized. Um, you might want to be mindful of how often you're buying food away from home, things like that. So, Ideally, if you can be more planned and more aware over the weekend, this can help increase your consistency with creating an energy deficit and help you see clearer weight loss results. And some great ways to reduce the impact of weekends on your results are to pick one to two food situations that you're not going to worry about so that you can still feel like you've got that freedom, but then plan for the other situations across the, the weekend rather than being like, you know, if you think about it. Including Friday night and then all day Saturday, Sunday, you've got really seven meals across the weekend. So maybe pick one or two that you just like, do your own, do whatever you want at them and be more mindful at the other five or six of them. Maybe keeping a simple food journal over the weekend will help improve your awareness of your food choices, planning fewer social activities around dining out. So maybe go for a walk, go rock climbing. Maybe instead of going out to a restaurant, you pack a picnic. And essentially, the last thing is decide which situation you are going to have some alcohol at (laughs) and how much you are going to have before you get there. So you make a conscious decision rather than thinking, oh, I'll just figure it out once I get there. So the next reason why you're not losing weight is you're actually not fully aware of your food choices. This is a super common one. Your brain uses many automatic processes to get you through the day and often food choice is one of them. You may go through the motions of making toast with peanut butter or coffee per breakfast every day, right? And you have learnt through repetition how much peanut butter to put on your knife, how much milk to put in your coffee, you know, whether you nibble the kids' toast as you get them out the door. There's a lot of things we do without consciously thinking about them, particularly in all the the details all the time because it's just simply not possible for our brain to absorb and be conscious of that all the time. But all of these decisions actually do affect how much energy we're consuming across the day and whether we're creating an energy deficit or not. So one common tool to counter this autopilot is to keep a food journal written or digital. These forms of feedback can be great to help you be more conscious of your food choices and why you're choosing them. And you have to do it with curiosity. So if you haven't started tracking, maybe start um, with a photographic food journal. This can give you excellent feedback on timing and drivers of eating without, you know, having to worry about calories and macros that maybe sort of apps and things like that can distract you with. Even if you're already tracking things, particularly with a digital food diary, like a calorie count app, is that your brain can still start finding shortcuts or estimations, right? It may be just one fillet of salmon, but is that a hundred grams of salmon or 150 grams? is it a dollop of sour cream or two dollops on your nachos, right? If you're entering a lasagna in, is it the 400 calorie lasagna or the 900 calorie? So I'm not saying that if you're tracking your food in a calorie counter app that you're intentionally cheating, but what what you need to understand is that your brain wants to get it right. Your brain wants to sort of hit that calorie quota. And so sometimes it will just estimate incorrectly in order to give you the right answer so that you stay within your energy budget, which means you've got a calorie deficit on paper or in the app, but not an actual calorie deficit in real life. And it's the one in real life, the actual energy going into your body that matters. So how can you overcome this barrier? Well, the answer is recalibration. So while weighing and measuring, everything that you eat is not sustainable long-term. Cracking out the measuring cups and scales from time to time can just help you, one, readjust your perception of different portion sizes so you can be aware. Um, and that way, if you are tracking that you are having half a cup of cooked rice, then use the half a cup measure to dish that rice into your bowl and just make sure that that's the right kind of estimation. I can't stress this enough of how important awareness is, why you make the food choices that you do. One of the things that holds people back from tracking is that they only do it when they're eating according to their expectations of what's healthy. And this stops them from actually getting the feedback that the food journal will give them. You have to take away the judgment and genuinely be curious about what is actually happening so that you can change it. You can't change what you're not tracking. The other thing a food journal will do is show your barriers, right? What are the things that make healthy eating challenging for you? Once you understand your barriers, then coming up with solutions is so much easier. The last reason why you're not losing weight or getting weight loss results is that you're measuring the wrong thing. It might be worth considering first why you are trying to lose weight And whether the number on the scale is actually a useful measure at all. For example, you might want to lose weight so that you can have more energy to play with your kids, right? So you start eating more whole foods, you're planning your meals and snacks, you know, um, you're walking at lunchtime so that you feel better when you get home. And after a few weeks, you're noticing that you feel better and you're enjoying quality time with your kids in the evenings and you've got more energy, but then you jump on the scales and your weight hasn't changed a bit. And then all of a sudden you think I've failed and that none of this is working you feel deflated, you stop spending time on the weekends to get food prepared, right? You fall back into old habits of maybe buying lunch, not packing snacks, you're all exhausted in the afternoon, you feel overwhelmed at the thought of planning and cooking dinner, you get snappy with the kids and the partner, right? You're wiped out and it's harder to get back on track, you feel like you've fallen off the wagon but you think I was working so hard before and feeling so good but it didn't even work, didn't even lose weight. I I would argue and so would my colleagues is in this situation that weight is an indirect measure of progress and by not seeing a weight change in these first few weeks that you throw the baby out with the bathwater and that a better approach might be to track the actionable processes like the the new healthy behaviours that you're doing and give yourself a little bit more time to see the impact of those behaviours and processes on the outcome which is weight management long term. But also, if you're feeling better and you're spending more time with your kids and you're more comfortable in your, in your body and the skin that you're in, aren't they great things too? Yes, the scales might not be moving, but there's so much more to you as a person than the number on those scales. And I understand that that might be frustrating, but wouldn't it be nice to just feel happier within yourself and give yourself a few more ways to track how well you're doing? Some of the sort of key healthy behaviours that you might want to work at tracking and and rewarding your consistency in these is, have you packed lunch every day, you know, and packed it for the next day? Maybe you do it at night time. You know, maybe you want to track eating the snacks that you packed, um, maybe tracking taking a walk at lunchtime or in the mornings or whenever it suits you. Maybe you track um, your meal planning success and, and dinner time. Maybe you track even just the fact that you're spending time with your kids being active, right? Track the things that matter to you, track the things that you can then look back and go, I've actually brought myself a healthy lunch 80% of the time of the last month and feel really good about that. Eventually, small healthy behaviors, if there is the creation of a deficit, will result in weight loss. But even if it doesn't result in weight loss, you're still actually improving your health long term. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, we do have a specific 12-week weight loss program that you can do. It's a one-on-one experience with my dietetic team here at the Healthy Eating Clinic. It can be online or in-house. I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes. It is all about equipping you to one, get results, but then maintain those results by teaching you how to eat. No restrictive eating practices, fully tailored to your food preferences link in the show notes. Otherwise, I hope that I've helped solved a couple of problems for you guys today and yesterday. Have an awesome day. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.